Hashtag SAFM Sound Awake. During the debate on the State of the Nation Address 2022, Inkata Freedom Party Chief Whip Naren Singh said that it's painful to be a young, gifted and black female when labor and economic opportunities are inaccessible. Singh reminded President Cyril Ramaphosa that black women bore the brunt of unemployment and that unemployment has only risen since the last State of the Nation Address. Last year, more than 40% of black women were unemployed and formed part of the 2 million jobs losses since 2020. This is according to SABC News. Let's talk about the impact of unemployment on mental health with Dombozi Mbewe Ngube, who's life coach and author of The Confident Comeback. Dombozi, happy Wednesday and thank you for joining us. Hi, Alessandra. Thank you so much for having me. So um, unemployment is not just going to have an uh, impact on one's mental health. It also trickles to the families, the people around this person who's now lost uh, their uh, job. So in terms of tackling it, then, should it be an individual uh, start point or should it be families rallying and also taking account in terms of what this individual could be going through? Um, I think it has to be a, a family. Um, it has to be approached from a family perspective. And it is something that, and I'm so, I'm so glad that you asked that particular question, because usually it is left to the person who is unemployed, the person who has lost the, their job, to sort of deal with their emotions. Mm. And often you get a pat on your back, like, no, just be strong, you, you will get a job, you will get a job. But, but the effects on the family, the, you know, the quality of life starts deteriorating. And from the perspective of, per, of the person who's lost their job, it is one of the most painful things you can you can experience to see your children begin to lack because of your inability to get a job. Not necessarily because you're not skilled, but more because you've been applying and you're just not getting anything in your field. What structures are available in maybe, let's say, society-wise, in, in communities? Does it begin there maybe with a mind shift where we really do view employment as everything that pertains to our lives, and once we lose it, it's like our lives are over. Hello, Asanda, you're breaking. Okay, Hello? hi. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, on the part of communities and society at large, where does it begin in terms of support? Is there a mind shift that needs to maybe happen there where... Employment becomes so much a part of our lives that it becomes everything to do with our lives. And if we lose it, we feel like we've lost our life. Um, so when it comes to identity and, and, and particularly your identity in the community, we are defined by how much money or how much value we bring to our community, whether it is your, you know, your nucleus in your, in your household or, you know, like your greater community, your, your, your neighborhood and so on and so forth. So. If you lose that ability to generate income, you, you are nobody. Mm. So it, it is not even so necessarily about um, the job itself. It is that not having a job takes away your voice, um, takes away your identity as a human being. And um, in the Confident Comeback, I talk about how we need to sort of just disassociate ourselves, begin to dis- to identify ourselves as human beings, regardless of the socioeconomic um, conditions that we're living under. Mm. So, um, yes, there needs to be a shift, but I think that we are a long way from, from, from being in a space where people that have no jobs are given a voice.
Let's talk about that person who hasn't even uh, managed to get uh, employment. They've been unemployed, they've been knocking on doors, and they're constantly dealing with rejection and the effect that that can have on their mental health. And maybe you can share some of your uh, experiences there as you also had this issue uh, dealing with unemployment. Okay. So um, what happens is, you know, when you when you first lose your job, you're retrenched, you've burnt out, you walk away or whatever, you have a certain confidence. You feel like your years of experience, your education, you know, you'll be able to get a job. But as the months turn into years, every regret letter is like like a conviction. Mm. You feel like you've failed yet again. And you get to a point where you even you know, lose that confidence where if, if you land an interview, you lose the confidence even just to make it through that interview because you've been rejected so many times. You've been told you are you're overqualified, you're not what you're looking you're not what they're looking for, or you've been out of the job market, you know, so long they don't they're not sure if you know if you're relevant anymore. So you lose your confidence and honestly speaking it's a down it's a downward spiral and, and you find yourself in a place eventually like for me personally I got to a point where I just stopped making applications because I couldn't do it anymore. Mm. I, I just could not get another regret letter. I could not get another, listen, we'll keep your CV on file and we'll call you if something you know, comes up, knowing full well that that is not going to happen. Because every, every year brings new graduates who are graduating with, you know, like, um, I won't say better skills, but, but updated. So you graduated 10 years ago. These people are coming on to um, you know, the job market with, with fresher skills than you have. So yeah, it can be very demoralizing. It is actually soul crushing, if I'm if I'm honest. Yeah, and I mean we're sharing these so that we give perspective to anyone who's going through this similar experience that it, it is normal. Uh, you're not alone. Uh, as much as it, it might sound like we're being doom and gloom, <clears throat> but we need to share so so that we know that it's something that actually does happen. And if you are going through that and listening to us, we want you to know that you will get through it. That's literally what it is. You're going through it. You're not stuck there. So you did that then, and you got your life back on track. Tell us about then what needs to happen in uh, Wine's mind, sh- mind shift, in their family, being able to support them. To, to get back on track and, and, and get their mental health uh, in check and, and, and in, the, in the right space? Okay, so for me, my experience was just um, an awakening and a realization that despite what was happening in, in, like I said, the socioeconomic situation, I could not continue to year in, year out, wait for to find out how many jobs had been unleashed onto the, you know, the market, how many jobs have been created. Because... At some point, your life must continue. Mm-hmm. You you look at your children, you, you begin to see the lack in their lives, and you just think, wait a minute. While the, the, the president and the powers that be are sorting out, you know, the unemployment stats, what happens to me? Do I continue to be depressed and to be miserable? Like, I need to, I need to start from somewhere. And for me, I started with selling cookies. So now the, I'm a graduate. I'm, you know, qualified. I have experience and all these things. But... I need to make some money, you know, mm. and it is. It speaks a lot to um, intellectual snobbery. You have to get to a point in your life where you ask yourself, is it better for me to begin to create value, no matter how small it is, no matter how demeaning it might seem to me, or do I continue to sit and wait, to, you know, to be saved, so to speak, by the government, by, by the new jobs, by this new factory that's being made, and so on and so forth. So you need to begin to, to, to challenge yourself to, to create value 
and to tell yourself that yes you will get through but what are you going to do while you're getting through that if you in quote unquote demean yourself to the level where you begin to sell cookies you have to acknowledge that yes that 100 rand 200 rand extra that's coming in is going to help you buy data so you can make more applications mm. or that maybe you can begin to access or buy wi-fi so you can access some free courses and begin to upgrade and upskill yourself so that you're a better candidate so it is it is about telling yourself with the, like i need i need to do something while I am waiting, I'm, I need to do something so that when the opportunity comes, I'm ready and I just don't have this blank, you know, three, four, five years of I was doing nothing. Yeah. And I mean, there are other options, as you say, as women, we need to empower ourselves as those who are unemployed. We need to empower ourselves and go via the route of self-employment also. Uh, while, you know, if it is that we want employment, while we seek that um, if we don't want to be entrepreneurial, because not all of us, I guess, are entrepreneurial also, but there are other options then. Yeah, your, yeah. Your, your last thoughts and, and final thoughts in encouraging people going through unemployment and how they've been negatively impacted on their mental health? Um, I think for me, one of the most important things is just to say that you are not your job, you're not your qualification, mm. you are not what you studied. You are a human being first. And that you are not defined by what the corporate world says your value is. So if in the moment, in the situation that you're in, you have not been able to get a job, it does not mean that you are, as a person and, and, and the sum of your experience, that you are unable to create value and that you need to get to a place where you begin to open your eyes and understand that everything that you have gone through can be translated into something that can bring you an income, that can, you know... Um, bring you into your purpose so to speak yeah. so detach yourself from that you know do not define yourself by the fact that you don't have a job you're not worthless because you don't have a job you have something of value and just you just need to be open to it open your eyes and like i said get rid of the intellectual snobbery absolutely thank you so much uh Tombose. can you share your social media handles uh, if people want to connect with you how do they okay so it is at Tombozi Mbewe. So that is on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again. Happy Wednesday. Okay. Thank you so much for having me, Asanda. Our pleasure. Tombo Zimbewe Ngube, life coach and author of The Confident Comeback. Some 